Hey, what's up, Mike? Hey, Kyle. What's going on? Well, uh, actually, quite a bit. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> what's happening? Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a busy uh, busy week, busy weekend. Yeah. We uh, last last Saturday we uh, got a puppy. <laughs> um, yeah, it was something that my my youngest daughter has been bugging us for for a couple of years now. Yeah. We finally gave in. It's keeping you up a lot, though, I bet. Yeah. Because you got to worry about all, like, the potty training and all that stuff. Oh, I know. It's it, it's like having another baby in the yeah. house. It's, I've, uh, I mean, luckily, like, I, I wake up a lot at night anyways, so. Yeah. So usually I'll just. Take, so what I've been what I've been doing is, <laughs> yeah. If I if I get up in the night, I just go out and check on him and and then clean up his mess if there is one, and then take him out. Yeah. Yeah, and so we're we're working on we've been working on that all week and yeah. We've weekend, never uh, so. we have never had a puppy. Yeah, like, I, uh, I, we we've I always had saying. dogs that were like two, you know, and adopted them. So were and they were they, they always they house were already trained? Yeah, they were already yeah. trained. Well, that's that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. haven't had puppies since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. the The other thing that's that's frustrating that we're working on is the the biting and the the chewing. Oh yeah, because they're teething. Oh yeah. I mean, they're teething yep. just like a baby would teeth, and they oh. like to they like to chew. So I mean, I just give them a chew toy and or something that has peanut butter on it or something. <laughs> go, go to town, because they got those yeah. sharp little teeth. Oh yeah, yeah. Like little razors. Yeah, basically I. I just like if I'm holding him or whatever, if he's sitting on me, he's just going after my hands or my shirt. <laughs> so I've got, I've got like a pile of toys next to me, and I just shove them in his mouth when he tries yeah, to, yeah, tries what, to chew. What kind of dog is it? Um, he's a, uh, he's a Shih Tzu uh, poodle mix. So he's really small. Ah. Um. He's like he's like two pounds right now. Wow, he's tiny. They're, they don't yeah. grow that big then. Yeah, he'll he'll be probably be about twelve pounds maybe. I'm trying to think of what a Shih Tzu is. They're they're like long haired, aren't they? They're tiny little things, but they're long haired. Yeah, right? it's a little bit longer hair. Yeah, and it's kind of a kinda muffled wa- face, like a smushed wa- in wavy. face. Yeah, he. <clears throat> He he kind of his face kind of looks look looks like an Ewok basically. Yeah, yeah, I know what they look like now. <laughs> Sometimes a lot of their owners will tie like ribbons in their ears and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've seen pictures of them. It yeah. was it's part that and poodle. Yeah, and toy poodle. So he's he's got. You can't really uh, you can't really see too much of the poodle in my opinion. I I mean the 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 hair is kind of wavy like a poodle. Um, yeah. 
but it, yeah, it's uh, so I don't know. Like I, I can't really see much of the poodle myself. Yeah. Are you uh, crate training him now, or what? Well, so he's while you're gone, or yeah. So we um, we don't have like like a little crate. What we got was um, it kind of like a like a pen, but it's like it's basically like four baby gates yeah. put together into like a square. Yeah. Um, like just plastic gates that hook together. Um, so it's it's a bigger area than like a a crate, so he can run around and um, so like half of it is like his bed, and then the other half we've got like puppy pads down, so he can yeah he can do his thing. Yeah, and he's what's got his, all his what's his name? And stuff. Um, our our girls named him Tyler. Um, ah. but we we've just been calling him Ty. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's really fun. He's he's hilarious. Well, um, <laughs> the thing the thing that you you might like have lack of sleep now and be stressed out a little bit, but it it'll flip. In other words, yeah. he he will take away stress from you later on. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I like mean... you'll you'll be able to decompress and it, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. Yeah, and I I've had some of those moments already like yeah. this afternoon um so I I got him pretty worn out earlier today and he was sleeping <laughs> and he was sleeping in his pen and I I picked him up and got him out and I I put him on my lap on the couch and I ended up like laying down and then basically just taking a little nap and he was like laying on my chest well that's awesome um, yeah so that that was nice that was like a nice Bo- little little bonding moment yeah yeah i mean there yeah and there's been plenty of bonding but uh <laughs> yeah that was a nice relaxing relaxing moment yeah that's cool yep and we've so we've got we've got two cats too. So we've yeah. we've got that that whole thing going on too. So we gotta try to monitor get them. the situation. Yeah. Yeah, and so far it's been really it's been really good. Um, I've I would, been... I would think I would think with when you have like dogs and cats that it would be good to have them as a pup. Do you know what I mean? Like a younger yeah. instead of already yeah. in their habits. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's and he's uh he's from a shelter, so he's like he's been around cats. Um and he he doesn't really pay him any attention like in, until he wants to play and then he he like will go up to him and sniff him, but then he starts to try to bite and like jump on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they uh they just kind of run away. <laughs> The, I'm, the cat, I'm, I would imagine, is bigger than the dog. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean our. So one of our cats is is twenty pounds, and yeah. the other cat is like fifteen. So I mean, they. Uh, I'm just waiting for the moment when one of them gets mad and smacks him. Yeah, then you'll have like <laughs> one of those uh, videos that goes viral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's pretty cool. 
so uh did you get to do all your homework i did yeah <laughs> and it, yeah and it actually i mean this was one of our i'd say this is probably one of our lighter lighter ones with um, the exception of the movie yeah, yeah. I mean, the movie, and then we didn't really have many many issues to read. So I think the movie was almost two hours. <laughs> yeah, it was long, pretty long. long yeah, it was. It uh, it's funny. Like it 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 goes like a certain certain way, and you think it's going to end that way, but then it just keeps going and changes <laughs> a little yeah, bit. You know. Yeah. Um. So I, because I, I, there were parts where I kept thinking, oh, this is going to be the end, like the end fight or whatever. But then it would just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. It was good though. I liked it. Yeah, I, I, I like it so much more now than when I was younger. I, I don't know what's really changed. I, when it came out, I was like so disappointed because I saw it at the theaters. And this mm. was after Superman 1 and Superman 2. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I went and read, like, the IMDb review from, like, Ebert. And mm-hmm. Ebert said, like, this is a step backwards. Like, yeah, it said the first two were, 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 like, tricking us into a comic book movie, but it wasn't a comic book movie. It was a good movie. And then the, he said this one was a comic book movie. And I think that's why I like it so much. Because yeah. it's like reading like one of those 20 cent, 30 cent Superman comics, you know? It, it's yeah. It's just There's some crazy. silliness in there. And yeah, it, I did like how they, I liked how they played the, um, they played the, uh, the like the kryptonite that first kryptonite batch that that, that was they, awesome that's my that favorite part of the movie yeah tried to make and it and it like turns him into like just like not really a bad guy but he just like stopped caring about things he did turn into a bad guy i mean he he t- took out an oil rig he just like oh yeah i forgot about that he took yeah the, so i guess he, yeah he, he bent the the tower That's of Pisa. He, he ripped the the hole in the um well so i thought the uh i actually thought that that part was like that part was just hilarious when he straightens out the leaning tower <laughs> <laughs> well the thing that that's amazing about this movie too is even how it opens up it opens up like chaos like something you know the one, it... the sexy ladies just walking by, and it's just like one event after another event after another event. Yeah, and it, it's just h- hilarious, and it ends up with like a car crashing over a fire hydrant, and the guy's drowning in his own car, and it takes like Superman to like rip him out of the sunroof and sort of save his life. But meanwhile, there's a blind man that loses his sightseeing dog, and he takes the. I think that's what leads the car to like actually crash because he starts drawing the line with the, the roller, you know, the little roller. And there's yeah. just a lot of craziness in the opening <clears throat> scene. Yeah, I like how the the blind guy is just like stumbling around, and he almost like. He almost kills himself a couple times, but he just barely like 
somehow gets like turned away from disaster. Yeah, it's like the other guy falls in the manhole. So yeah, he and steps, then he walks across he, his yeah, head. Yeah, he walks across <laughs> his head. <laughs> <laughs> he walks through some paintings. I mean, it's just it's you know, just insane. That scene. So, um have you ever seen the movie uh Pure Luck with Martin Short? Uh no, I haven't. And Danny Glover. Um that that is like one of my favorite like like comedy movies um from like the the early 90s right um it's it's super like um it, it it's it's hard to explain but like basically it's about um this guy who has like the worst luck in the world yeah um and it's martin short's character and basically like everything so everything bad in the world just happens to him mm-hmm. um and there's a scene in the movie i guarantee you they stole this scene from superman 3 I, or at least <laughs> they're they're doing an homage to it because there's a scene of martin short like walking walking um down the street to work in the morning yeah and all this like all the stuff happens like that happens in the opening scene of Superman. So like he he walks by like a construction site and this like a uh, a bucket of paint falls and then the guy like somehow falls off this scaffold. Yeah. And then uh he like he walks out like he walks out into traffic, like not noticing, like the light was green, yeah, and like cars just barely miss him and like end up crashing, and like somebody actually falls into like a like a construction pit, yeah. Um, but sounds yeah, it's very, like sounds very similar. Yeah, it's like the same exact thing. So, like, I guarantee you, they took this scene from Superman three. I I I just loved how it was the choreography of it like the timing mm-hmm. like it just it's like yeah. one scene after another and it and even when superman goes to change it's like funny because he like looking for a phone booth and he can't find one so he oh he, the picture booth he, he yeah. found the picture booth and he goes in and the kid puts in a quarter and takes pictures of him changing to superman so he grabs the pictures and he and, rips, and rips the off, two off. <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome. I li- I really liked that part. That was really cool. Yeah. Ripping the pictures. <laughs> and it's interesting how on this one that they sort of changed like the love interest. You know, it's always been Lois Lane. Yeah. And they kind of flip it by sending her on a vacation while he goes back to Smallville to do a story. Mm-hmm. And And I dig that story, too, because right off the bat, they're driving, you know, they're they're in a bus and they're traveling to Smallville, him and Jimmy, and they find like a, uh, a chemical plant on fire. Yeah. And that, it, that has some like silver age goodness too, because that fire, <laughs> the, the chemicals, like when they, the acid heats up, it'll just cause like massive destruction. Oh, and the way that the way that he solves it too is like Silver Age. He freezes the lake, the lake, and, yeah, and picks up the lake, <laughs> and he's and able to pick it up. At, the... Yeah, it's he's able to like pick it up from the edge, yeah, <laughs> and keep, keep it intact. 
and sort of just drops it on the fire, you know. And that's like something that you that you imagine like a ten year old kid like dreaming up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like something a kid would write. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what if you froze the lake and then lifted it out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was classic. I, I, like I think that. I think that's the <clears throat> to me, like that's the thing that makes Superman stories so fun is like things like like thinking up like just crazy like creative ways for him to solve problems. Yeah. Because his his power, like he's so powerful, and that it's just it's like there's so many possibilities. Like with each of his powers, like with the uh, like when he was uh, um, he was like reversing the tornadoes. Yeah. And and like making the tornadoes disappear, basically. Well, it actually went inverted, like into the sky. <laughs> He yeah. like went counterclockwise, and the 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 funnel of the tornado went upward. Yeah, into the that's sky. right. It was crazy, but that was that was insane because I, I I love the introduction. Even the villain is sort of like Silver Age, <laughs> you know, like a toy maker or something, or somebody that's just a, a scientific genius. In this yeah. case, Richard Pryor is. A computer genius like he could he yeah. could almost like talk to the computer like nobody else knows that this can do it he's unemployed he can't keep a job and he he sees this ad you know to become a, a computer programmer and make money and he's he's thinking well i i need money i i want to learn to program and right off the bat he's making things happen that even the instructors can't explain you know you can't do that and he's like i yeah. just did it <laughs> and then he gets a job and it's like wow taxes i you know i'm supposed to be making this much a year i mean a week and it turns out to be this <laughs> that they're like rounding off the cents yeah and that's like office uh space office space yeah, yeah. Office space thing. so they take yeah. the fractions of the penny yeah and he, he routes it into his bank account <laughs> did you notice the uh did you notice the code he wrote for that? No. If you watch, he types on the screen. It it says, in this this isn't like word for word, but it's ba it's basically like he types in like, take sense and send to my account. Yeah. Is basically the code he typed into the computer. <laughs> and that's that's really kind of like what makes him like meta human. Like he could almost like. <laughs> talk to the computers yeah and that it, it's like not possible but he's ma he makes it happen and and it, it's cool because in the old issues of superman they didn't have to worry about trying to explain anything right. they would just they would just tell it you know and that's what they did with this they just rolled with it so it's it's like a love letter to the bronze age and silver age is sort yeah. of what it, the way i <laughs> interpret it and that's that's kind of like what I was what I was getting at like it's I think it's um it's refreshing to see like like silly like superman stories because for I think it for superman it fits because yeah. of his personality. 
Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, I mean, um, Bat- Batman kind of like the Batman stories kind of started out that way too, but then you know Batman became dark and kind of more real. Yeah. Um, but I think with Superman, like it's. It's it's nice to have those little mom like unexplainable moments and silly like silly things that happen like that. And you can kind of see that in Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen that we read, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like, a book. It's a book that doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah. And he, you know, Matt Fraction obviously read a lot of Silver Age Jimmy Olsen's comics because. He took a lot of the content, like even some of the like eight panel grids where it just shows him doing wacky stuff. Yeah. They were actual issues of Jimmy Olsen. It's just wacky stuff. And sometimes you need that. Like Oh yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's nice to have a dark Superman every now and then and a serious but sometimes you just need to step back and just lighten up and enjoy yourself and that's what this movie is. Yeah, like there there was the the part at the end when they when uh Richard Pryor's giant computer got built and they were using it against him like they shot him with the kryptonite and then they they shot like a bubble around him. Yeah. And he's like floating in that bubble like it's like <laughs> <laughs> a bubble you can't break out of. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it, that, it, that computer can detect his weaknesses and stuff. But mm-hmm. the magic of it is the Robert Vaughn, I think, is the actor. Um, oh, the, the, the yeah. like, uh, rich guy. He has a, a sister, and they want to become rich. And <clears throat> they know that Richard Pryor is stealing money from them. But they're like, this guy's a genius. Yeah. I think we I I think we need to bring him and the first thing they decide to do is the coffee bean thing. And uh Oh, that's right. Yeah, it, they it's basically uh, all the props. he he yeah. control he controls all the coffee beans from everywhere except for Colombia. And uh he he knows there's a weather machine that could control the weather, <laughs> which, mm-hmm. which which they've made movies about, like Geostorm and stuff like that. But uh, there's this satellite that could control the weather, and Richard Pryor has to go to Smallville, which is interesting enough, and hack hack the computer to direct it to Columbia. And it just so happens to be that Daily Planet had sent some winners of a contest over there uh, as a vacation. And uh, they get trampled on by all the bad weather, (laughs) (laughs) which is is kind of funny in itself. But uh, Superman sort of saves the day, you know, by, like, using his heat vision to warm up the crops and stuff Mm -hmm. and... Like you said, the tornado, he reverses the tornado. And then Richard Pryor goes back to the Vaughn character and he's like, you know, I, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. I did what you told me to do. And it's funny. It's funny how he like actually gets Brad or whatever his name is, which is um, Superman's high school rival, if you will, the guy that used to pick on everybody. He get he's a security guard for that weather <laughs> thing, and he knows he's an alcoholic almost. Like, 
So he brings like a trunk of like alcohol and he's like, your boss says I need to install this. I need to get in there. And then he ends up getting that guy plastered and then having to hack into the computer. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, and then it has key, keys like a nuclear reactor where it needs two two people to turn the keys. So he has yeah. to like dra- drag his drunk ass in the other room and hook up strings so he could get the keys in there at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the uh, I love the part where. Um, uh, where they they decide that they're gonna try to try to find kryptonite, yeah, and uh, they they like search outer space for it, and he he's on the Richard Pryor's on the computer and he's telling the satellite like find kryptonite <laughs> and it's asking it's asking like for like the the basically the the chemical formula. Uh, or the you know the materials that make up kryptonite, and it was missing like the last part. Yeah, like only like a point point some percent. And I love how he just like guessed and because he's he, smoking like, a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, so he types in tar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, I like when it doesn't work. I love his uh, his phone call um, back to his boss. Like he's on the payphone. And he's like, you know how, you know how some things in this world are unknown. You know, like how <laughs> some things just can't be known. Well, it turns out like there's something kryptonite is just it's unknown what's in it <laughs> yeah he's like <laughs> colonel's kentucky fried chicken recipe yeah that's right the kentucky <laughs> fried chicken recipe you know how the seasonings are unknown <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah that was awesome <laughs> and it that's what the the whole thing with the kryptonite is so cool because it has it it has like the flavor like in the silver age and the bronze age they they played with different like kryptonites like gold kryptonite yeah. red kryptonite all kinds of different kryptonites and they would do different things like one one turned superman's head into a lion's head you know like <laughs> i mean it, it it just like craziness and this one yeah. sort of turned him evil like he it had he had a dark side and yeah. uh, they, you could even see his like costume sort of turn color, you know, like it, it turns like gray, grayish, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and uh, he gets laid. Like super Superman, essentially, uh, goes to Annette O'Toole's or, or Lana Lang's place, and he wants to have sex. Yeah. And uh, she's like, "Well, there's an emergency. Aren't you going to go save this person?" He goes, "I always get there in time." <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you could see him sort of turn. Yeah. And, and then later on, he's like fully turned and he sees that girl on the top of the Statue of Liberty. And mm. he goes, I don't save people anymore. And she goes, well, I didn't want you to save. I need you to do me a favor. And uh, then I'll give you something. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'll go do it. I need you to take this oil tanker out because after the coffee bean fiasco, they want to get rich off of 
taking oil away from the United States. So they won't be able to pump oil. And it goes back to like the seventies when we had the oil crisis. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was insane. And then Superman knocks out the oil tanker, goes back to where she is in her room and, uh, has sex, even though it's off yeah. panel, you know what happens. Yeah. That's why he was there. That's why he did the favor. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of surprised about that. The little kid, I I, I like that when he goes and visits uh, Smallville. And uh, I I guess he's getting picked on because he can't bowl. You know, he's throwing gutter balls and stuff. And then Brad or whatever his name comes and he tries to, like, use this machoism to to show him how to bowl. And Clark's like, no, you don't do that. Just let him do his thing. And... uh, (laughs) the boy goes to throw the ball and he's going to throw it in the gutter again. And then he sneezes. You're like, <laughs> and he basically knocks all the pins over and everybody's like, Whoa. And destroys a bunch yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah, I loved how they, uh, uh, like with the, the scenes with that Brad guy was, were just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he and, he was he was quite the character, and, and very then, upset uh, because uh, Clark was there. You know, he didn't want Clark because he wanted Lana. Lana. Yeah. So. Yeah, I liked I liked that they they did did have that. That was kind of cool. Yeah, and then there's the. There's the scene where <clears throat> I like the scene where um, where Superman is like fighting himself. Oh He's my like, god, that's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah, because that's like something out of DC Comics presents, like Superman versus yeah. Clark. Yeah, yep. And it's amazing scene in a junkyard where they're just they're beating the crap out of each other. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Uh, and Clark, I, I like when he's there and he's like, come on, come on. I can give what I take. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's being all nice about it while the other Superman's pounding him to a pulp. Yeah, and, and he's throw, trying throw, to kill basically him. trying to kill him, yeah. Yeah, that was that was incredible. Even, even before that, how how Richard Pryor introduces the kryptonite to him. He's getting a key to the city in Smallville, and he drives up like he's a general, and he says, we love <laughs> yeah. you, Superman. You save everything. You save Columbia and everything, and we want to award you this this piece of plastic. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> we want to give you the best, and it, it's it's kryptonite, but it's he, he introduces it like something you could sit on, like it's this new ke- chemical that you can actually sit on, and, and it'll – cushion your butt (laughs) (laughs) and superman's just looking at it and then it's got the classic scene where he's at the bar and he's taking all those bar peanuts oh yeah and flicking flicking the glasses glass yeah yeah that was cool too yeah there's i i thought um I thought Richard Pryor was just the perfect 
um, the perfect guy to be like caught in the middle of all of it, you know? Yeah, because he had, even though he was doing bad things, he had like this innocence about him. Like, yeah, he didn't, he, he didn't uh, want to do bad. He just wanted money. Yeah. He just wanted to go about his business. Yeah, he didn't want to hurt. He didn't want to hurt anybody or hurt, you know, especially Superman. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he just, just his demeanor. He was like the perfect, uh, perfect type of character for that, that role. And that's when he says, okay, I'll make this kryptonite if you let me build the supercomputer. And he like draws on napkins, like what this computer is going to be. And they put together this computer in the mountains and uh, it's supposed to be able to like to detect weaknesses, and that that leads to the final battle between Superman and that machine. Yeah, and the the machine actually becomes sentient. Yeah, and starts to try to take over. Yeah, that's what's so cool about it too. <laughs> I just dig it. And the the one guy's sister even turns into like a robotic machine, like in Metropolis. Yeah, the... The machine, uh, the machine, like um, integrates her as part of itself or something. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's able to use kryptonite, and that's when Richard Pryor says, "You're gonna kill. You're gonna go down as the man who killed Superman." And then he gets down there and he unplugs, he unscrews this one device that will depower the whole computer because he knows what it is because he put it to, he designed it, and. Uh, it depowers, but then that's when it becomes sentient and powers itself up. Yeah. Because he yeah. swallows the screw because the <laughs> other guy goes to go grab it and he's swallowed it. And that's when it finds its weakness. Like it already used the kryptonite, but it kind of knew how to defeat Superman. And Superman sort of ran away and came back with the acid that is harmless at room temperature, but when it heats up, it it's like that same acid from that chemical plant. Yeah, yeah. Ends up destroying the machine. Yeah, it. it I I liked it. I was wondering if you were gonna like it or if you're gonna say, "God, this is stupid." <laughs> no, I I I like. I enjoyed it. It was good. It's yeah. uh. I mean that's uh I mean obviously like you have to um you have to kind of, I think you have to kind of be familiar with movies from that era um because uh cause, I mean otherwise like like if you're like if you were a teenager now and you saw that you'd be like what the heck yeah you know? <clears throat> but uh but yeah there's like there's some really good really good Superman moments in there. And then, um, you know, and then also there's the, a lot of the silly stuff too, but it's just, um, it just, yeah, it's, it was fun. I liked it. Well, I like Richard Pryor movies. Um, yeah, he used to team up with, uh, Gene Wilder a lot. And I like those like stir crazy and some of those other ones. Yeah, I love Hear no Jim. evil, see no evil. They did a yeah. lot of movies together. And then mm-hmm. he did The Toy, and I like The Toy, and a bunch <clears throat> of other movies. 
So I, I I like like Richard Pryor movies. So he he sort of he Richard Pryor was Richard Pryor in this. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm glad glad you liked it. Yeah, it was good. So we 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 covered uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen and what was the other one? Oh, uh, Mo- Legion of Superheroes Millennium. Yep. I liked Millennium a little bit better, but it was like poking me like, I mean, it had OMAC and I'm already like, ah. Well, it had just about everything in it. Yeah, that's uh, what I liked about it. The thing I thought it was amazing was the strategy. And then you sort of, I don't know if you read the back matter, but they were like, Bendis wanted a character from the present to sort of, <clears throat> that had like an immortal ability to lead us into the the future. And yeah. like that person was going to be immortal in he was going through the list of all the DC characters. Like who could I use? Who could I use to do this? Who would make sense doing this? And he, he pretty much laid all the cards on the table and then just said, you know what? I like this character. I'm going to use her. Yeah. (laughs) And I thought that was amazing. And it made me like, like I wanted to go look and see if I had all of, all of her appearances and I was mm-hmm. like, "Wow, that's Flash Comics '88." I don't, and it's like three grand. I'll never get that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I did order the uh, Superman's girlfriend, uh, Lois Lane issue that introduced her back in the Silver Age. Oh, that's cool. So um, I did order that just because I wanted more on that character. But I thought it was like awesome because. Both of those issues are sort of glimpses of her going from the current time all the way to into the, the future. Into the future, right? Yeah, and I wasn't so I <clears throat> I didn't know what to expect with it. Like I thought I thought it was just going to be like basically a continuation of Superman where it's John and the Legion and then um you know and then we I start reading it and I'm like wow this is not what I expected at all and it yeah it's awesome it's like every it's like every time period of the DC universe basically um because there's uh there's Commandy um there's Batman Beyond yeah. Um, going all the way. Omac. Yeah, Omac. Um, going all the way up to the uh, the 31st century in the Legion. Yeah, there's even a scene where she's like talking to a member. You know, like I want to get in. How do I join? And she's at the the desk doing that, and the guy's like ridicule, you know, like making fun of her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, well, if I turn to Thorn, she's gonna remember this. She's gonna remember you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that part. And she doesn't always remember what she did, but there's like a lot of scenes, and there's a lot of great artists that are drawing, like uh, Sarantino and. He he draws the the great disaster with Commandy and Jim yeah. Lee 
does like the current time where mm-hmm. she's like fighting Superman and it it, it was pretty awesome. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was really good. I um, just thought it was amazing because it takes a character with all this history and multiple personality disorder <laughs> and sort of makes her immortal and she doesn't even know she's immortal, but it, she it's like, why am I living through all this? <laughs> yeah. You know, my husband died. <laughs> Everybody dies, and I'm I'm immortal. I'm living through everything. Did you uh, Did you notice the uh, who the guy is in the space museum? Yeah, it's Booster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. That was amazing. Yeah, because like at first I didn't realize it, and then he says his name, Michael. And I'm yeah. like, holy crap! Like, I think this is Booster. <laughs> <laughs> and then he talks about stealing the time machine. Yep. <clears throat> That's what makes it like, I don't know, just like it was well thought out. You know, oh, like yeah. it wasn't just like I'm gonna just introduce the Legion of Superheroes. It. It was like bridging current time to the Legion of Superheroes, and it was just done really well. And I personally really like the art changes for each time period. I do too. Because it felt like it gave each time period a distinct feel. Mm-hmm. Like there's the there's the one in, in when she's in space, when she's flying um, in that suit. Yeah, because she's it leaving just, Earth. Yeah, it just feels like it just feels like it's a different story almost. And then I love the art style at the very end when she finally does meet the Legion. Yeah, that's it. Just a, that's feels a, that's right. The guy who's drawing it? That's the guy who's drawing the regular series. Is that Ryan Sook or? Yeah. Okay. My favorite was uh, the OMAC. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. Yeah, and there's the little because uh... there's like a if you if you look at the details, like OMAC's destroying everything, and she's there in this like post-apocalyptic world. But there's one scene I just love, which is the build a friend. And I I don't know if you're familiar with OMAC, but there's a female in a box where you see oh, her yeah, head see and the it. legs. Yeah, yeah. Th- those were bombs in the future, and people would like order women. Like I, I, I can't get a girlfriend. I'm just gonna build my own. Like I, I'll order or build a friend, and they <laughs> yeah. sort of put bombs in them. And that, <laughs> that is a build a friend, and I was like, oh man, that's awesome. And I like, I like how he. He told, like, uh, Sorrentino, like, I don't want you to ape Jack Kirby when he was drawing Commandy. He says, I want you to do something else because I don't think Kirby would want you to do his own style. I think he'd want you to, like, envision your own. So, like, Sorrentino did his own thing. And he, like, told all the artists that were doing things to do that. And um, there's some great splash panels with Oh Mac, I, I I just I oh I was like this is amazing. And in the way um 
they introduced it in the second issue where they're just going through the museum. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. Like she's just walking through, seeing all the exhibits of the 20th century. <clears throat> yeah, you see uh, Superman and Doomsday. Um, you see the the JSA. Uh, Flash, you see Superman holding, carrying Supergirl from Crisis. Yep. And that's where you see Booster. <laughs> <laughs> and he even asks her out on a date. <laughs> yeah. But then he sees Rip Hunter, and Rip Hunter's his dad. So yeah. That, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was. It's a pretty amazing scene, and artistically, it's it's really awesome too. Like that space scene is amazing looking. Oh, I know. It's. Uh... And then you turn the page, and then it has like a real dark setting with Thorn in it, where she yeah. killed that alien. Like the alien drug dealers. Yeah. yeah. Is that uh, I'm trying to figure out who that is? Who who drew that part? Um, that should be easy to tell if I see the list of artists. Where are they in the back? <clears throat> well, they're listed on the cover, but I was trying to find if there's like, because usually it'll Sh- say Sh- like Chang the pages. Chang is the guy who did the OMAC. Nicola Scott did the museum. Yeah, I can see that. It's probably that Deco guy because Sook did the Legion at the end. <clears throat> and I don't know who that Deco guy is. Yeah. It looks that's... very reminiscent of, I mean, some of the facial features and stuff of like Alex Ross. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, uh, kind of reminds me of um, Jeff Lemire's book, um, Descender. Yeah. Like that same art style. Oh, Nguyen? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that uh, Dustin Nguyen? Yeah, Dustin Nguyen. Yeah. Yeah. But I was looking for the credits, and I, I don't see them. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think they list them inside the book, which is I'm not weird. not crazy about some of the new costumes, but... Yeah, they're... like like Triplicate Girl's original costume was one of my favorites. She's one of my favorites, but I find her new costume really weird looking. Each one has a different color, so you could tell them different in a different hairstyle. So they don't almost look like duplicates. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I... It'll take some getting used to, for sure, like, and trying to remember who's who. Um, yeah, Saturn Girl doesn't look too different. Uh, Lightning Lad doesn't look too different, other than they changed his race. Um, Ultra Boy's obvious. Um, yeah, Ultra Boy's obvious. Wildfire's obvious. Wildfire, Element Lad. Element Lad looks different, but he, I think he kind of makes sense with how he looks. Yeah. Um, kinda, I don't see. Oh, there's Brainiac. Brainiac looks this bouncing boy. Uh, yeah. Don Don Star. Um, 
looks a little yeah she looks different she, different costume but you can identify her yeah you can tell it's her um <clears throat> timberwolf Tim, like I couldn't, I couldn't tell if timberwolf was the one on the lower right hand side or the one that's on the gut on colossus's boy's shoulder <laughs> yeah so i don't know who that is on colossal boy's shoulder but timberwolf is on the lower right because yeah, that's of the, what i thought but look at the, the symbol wolf. on the yeah it's similar it's very similar yeah it is um and there's block and um yeah shadow lass is that um i'm assuming that's uh white witch in the middle the back uh probably and then is that uh well so there's obviously phantom girl who's the guy next to wildfire with the yellow and green green yeah i don't know uh Or Shrinking Violet, if you had to make a guess. I would I would guess that she's the one with her arm around Superboy. The with the purple mohawk. It oh, kinda I looks see. like kinda looks like Storm. Yeah, and then the guy that she's got her <laughs> arm around is probably Star Starboy. Yeah, that's that would be my guess. It's either Starboy or Sun... Uh, what is his name? Sunboy. Sunboy, yeah. Is uh, is the girl behind Monel? is that Dream Girl? Uh, She's behind Monel. Yeah, I would think that one would be Dream Girl. And then yeah, there's like a Dr. Fate-looking guy right behind Shadowlass. I know, that was weird. I was trying to figure out who oh, that I would bet be. Oh, I bet you Sunboy's right next to the Dr. Fate guy. Yeah, because you can see... Yeah, uh, he's on fire. Well, and you can see his little um, sun symbol kind of on his stomach. Just behind the other guy's arm. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's just it's like a lot his, of it's cut it's on, off. It's on but... his belt structure. Yeah. It's just like his belt goes up. So is... So the guy behind... There's a few I have no clue. Like there's um, a bald guy right beho- behind Lightning Lightning Lad and I don't know who that is. That could be Karate Kid maybe. Just I'm just looking at the way is he Is Cosmic it, Boy hugging uh Element Lad? That's what I thought. It's either Cosmic Boy um I think it's Cosmic Boy cuz he had those circles. Yeah. On his uh, suit. Maybe it is Karate Kid. <clears throat> just, I just kind of looks like it, just based on his costume. Like it's kind of like a, it, it almost looks kind of like a Mortal Kombat character. Yeah. It looks like a Sinestro Corps person, right? Right up behind Superman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. I don't know who that is either. Or or the one right above it that's like light. Looks like a female. Um right above Superboy? Yeah. So I I, I was kind of thinking that might be White Witch. Oh, that's right. You you had mentioned yeah. that earlier. 
And then is uh, the well? Didn't the, White Witch have a sister? What was her name? Uh, I think she did. Um, I can't remember what White Witch. The Dream Girl was her sister, right? Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's. And you right. already said that's probably the one hugging Monel. It it just yeah it kind of looks like that should be Dream Girl. Chameleon Boy looks like Chameleon Boy except he looks more alien. Like his face is. Yeah, I like that. I yeah. like that look. Um. The the pink girl next to Chameleon Boy. I know. I think I know who that is. I just can't think of the name. Um, she was like uh princess i think princess projector that's the princess i know it yeah could, it could be princess projector yeah i think that's it um she had another name too right um yes. they they all have had like three names like trying to think of what her like lightning other... lads is live wire um um, shrinking we, violets like Leviathan and one other character. Um, yeah, and she was. Uh, I was thinking of um, in the uh, in the Baxter run. She was uh, Censor Girl for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Which we thought yeah. was Supergirl like for the longest time. At least I did when I was reading. Yeah, so yeah, that's gotta be a Supergirl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, this was uh, quite quite enjoyable. Yeah. You see how Earth looks like in the future, which is really weird. It's like got these extension points, like into space. Oh yeah, the uh, they show the yeah. It's uh, well, it's like it's completely t- torn apart. Yeah. And there's just these little. It's almost like certain cities were preserved in like a dome. Yep. And they're on those like towers. Kind of like in Rye. Yeah. Yeah, it looks cool though. Yeah, I liked it. It was good stuff. It yeah, was better. It was, it was better than what I thought. Because I, I did listen to some podcasts, but. I I don't remember like them like spoiling anything. Mhm. But uh it kind of like set like what I was going to expect. And a, a lot of people were mad and I don't get that, but because it wasn't like a legion book, it was sort of a bridge, right? I yeah. Mean, but I thought that was a good way to do it. Like Yeah, it because showed... I from present well, time to the 30th century. Yeah, and and I I mean obviously this the way this ends will probably be the first arc like the them probably trying to help um Rose. Yeah. But yeah, I thought this was amazing and we've I mean we've already talked about with Bendis's Superman like he knows his stuff and he does has done his homework obviously you know like with the little details that he adds to every story yeah and 
this one especially like just the i mean the the fact that you see all these different characters throughout dc the dc timeline and then you see booster in the museum uh you know it's just it it really impressed me i mean I I have not been disappointed by any of Bendis's stuff with DC. Yeah. I hope this sort of does well because I I would like to see it live at least sixty issues, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's I'd the like thing. Like to see it build on itself. Yeah, and so my my whole thing is like because we've heard for we've heard for years like one of the legion coming back and so i mean there's obviously a a very vocal group out there of legion fans that want to see it but are they all going to buy the book you know yeah. and that's the the thing that's hard to know or hard to kind of predict there's a lot of vocal fans whether that's a lot i mean a lot to make it sell well who knows <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah it can be misleading because all basically all you hear are the 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 vocal minority <laughs> whoever right is. the but ones you hear who are it a lot yeah when are they coming back yeah and and they're usually like the same ones that are shitting on everything yeah unfortunately and that's then that's all you hear um because I, I mean it. I, I mean I, I do my best to like try and avoid that type of talk, but it's, it, it seems like that's the stuff I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do pretty good because I, I make my list on Twitter, so I only pretty yeah. much go to that. Unless it's like the middle of the night and I can't sleep, then I'll scroll to the main page and kind of just scroll around. Yeah. For the most part, it's it's all right if you control your own how you view stuff. Yeah, it's so funny, like because I have my list also, and I'll do the same thing. I'll I go to my list first, but then if I'm bored, I might go to the main page, and as soon as I go to the main feed. It's all negativity. Yeah. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I read um Lois Lane along with Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen and it Oh, okay. It's my favorite book like that DC's putting out. It's amazing. That's um, awesome. It it's just written so well. Like if you know the relationship between Superman and mm-hmm. Lois, it, it's written yeah. so good. And then it it has like political things in there, but it's like our our it's like what's happening now. And she's just yeah. trying to break open a story on the president. But it has a lot of other things that are going on. Like there's a a lot of things with Russia, kind of like what's happening now but Mm -hmm. uh there's a russian reporter that she knew that got killed so she goes to renee montoya 
so it has the question and she goes oh, to awesome. rush she goes to russia to um help find out what happened to that reporter and she was murdered even though the russians said she had committed suicide uh renee found the disc that lois knew where it was at because she's this other reporter and lois used to talk and uh Ooh. so it's got renee montoya but then the question comes back and then she's investigating something locally and she runs into charlie which is the character from 52 question so there's like two questions and you're like oh man so it's so it's renee montoya question yeah oh okay so i didn't i didn't get that when you first said it i thought it was renee montoya and charlie question no it's it's both of them but okay it's renee it's renee montoya question that goes to russia Okay. Yeah, so it's almost like a question book and Lois book. Huh, that's and awesome. Then, and then, like, Lois has her own issues to deal with because, like, the press is port, uh, reporting bad stuff about her because somebody got a picture of her uh, kissing Superman. Oh. <laughs> so they're like, oh, is their marriage in, in turmoil and all this stuff, you know, because yeah. she's cheating on Clark? Yeah. <laughs> And then there's there, there's one awkward scene at the end of issue three where she, you know her and Cla- her and Clark have sex a lot. Like he'll fly over to where she's at in Washington, and you know they'll they'll have sex. And later on, she's mad at him because somebody was trying to 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 kill her, but she said Superman was like monitoring it, and she's like, you can't watch this. You know, I hired Renee to protect me from all this stuff. Because mm-hmm. somebody might want to murder her because she's reporting this story that, you know, so the president doesn't like her. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she might get killed, but she's she's hired Renee Montoya to, like, follow her everywhere, you know, to, like, be that guard. Mm-hmm. And then Superman is there, and she gets mad at him because she's, you got to trust me on this, Clark. You got to let me. And then she, he goes, I'll meet you later. So she goes back to her apartment room. And she's getting undressed, and she's like, wow, Clark's in the shower. I'm going to jump in the shower with him. So she goes into the shower, and guess who's all in the shower naked? Jonathan Kent. No, oh, <laughs> Her <God>. son. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and she's, oh, my God. And she, he's like, oh, Mom. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, pretty incredible. So who's who's writing that book? Greg Rucka, which makes oh, okay. which makes perfect sense why he's yeah. using Renee Montoya. Yeah, yeah that that explains it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like I really enjoyed it. Um, Lois Lois Lane is my favorite. Jimmy Olsen, <laughs> I can see winning a or getting nominated for an Eisner though because it's it's like at that level that is different do you know what i mean like it yeah it's it's there's nothing there's nothing on the shelf like it well it's 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 like the it's like the matt fraction like when he he took when he took over hawkeye it's it's Um, like that but it's not in right in other words hawkeye was kind of had that lightheartedness yeah but Jimmy Olsen has that lightheartedness, but it has that Silver Age type storytelling. Like Jimmy Olsen, 12 cent edition comics, 
would have those little like section breaks so it does that yeah and then it like has like compartmental stories within the whole story yeah and um and they're all it's and it's almost kind of like it's it's like pulp fiction in the way that the stories are unfolding yeah because they're all kind of um because there's like five little short stories per issue but then they all fit together in into um you know a a, a timeline basically mm-hmm. but yeah i really i i really like the the i mean it's definitely matt fraction style um but the uh the short little stories within the issue are are awesome. I mean, it's because it, it, it gives you so much of the story. Um, and it feels, it kind of feels like you're getting more than what you are. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. It it tells a lot of story too, because the old Jimmy Olsen issues, when they would introduce you, like on page one, they'd give you like this whole text blurb to like set up the stage and, he does that in these ones as well. Like before mm-hmm. each story, there's like this big paragraph of setting the situation. So, so it is like a love letter to the past, but with current humor. Um, yeah. But paying tribute to like why he was turtle boy and why he would have all this crazy stuff happen to him. Uh, the, the main plot thread though is, He's the only money maker for the Daily Planet. Yeah. But he's causing so much destruction in Metropolis filming his videos and stuff. He's that, uh an insurance liability. Right. So they want to lead him away from Metropolis, <laughs> which sort of leads him into Gotham. Yeah. And like one of my favorite scenes though is like when he's jumping out of a plane and that one scientist just injects him something in his neck. As he's gonna jump out of the, the sp- they're in space and he's gonna like free fall. Yeah. Uh, he's supposed to have this chemical that's gonna allow him to to morph into something that's gonna allow him to land, but he turns into this turtle, and sort of like, is gonna cause all this destruction. And Superman has to find a way to stop him from burning up, and yeah. stop his momentum from hitting. <laughs> it's pretty and he funny. destroys he destroys this the lion statue that that the Luthers built, um, but Jimmy's brother is trying to save it from being destroyed. Right, and then there's all that backstory about his like great grandfather. Yeah, and the who, Luthers like, too. Founded who founded Metropolis? Yeah, yeah, and. Fell, he got pushed off the waterfall and yeah. landed into some gold. <laughs> it's like Niagara Falls, but he, yeah. he discovered gold because of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty insane. And it's weird how his brother really doesn't like him either. Like his, yeah. Jimmy's brother doesn't like him. And he has to fake his own death because he yeah. sort of plots out with and shows Lois... Luther's trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah, that's what he thinks. That's he thinks he it's thinks, Luther. Yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite, 
so probably my my favorite uh, part of this so far is that in issue two, there's a um, so there's the story about um, Jimmy's doing uh, Jimmy's doing like a video for like his YouTube channel with Superman, and he's they're advertising Superman's like secret superpowers. Yeah. And, uh, um, something comes up where Superman has to go save somebody and Superman's like, come with me and you can take pictures. And Jimmy says, no, they, they just, they only want me to do silly stuff. And Superman's like, but Jimmy, and then he stops and thinks about it, and there's like the montage of all the silly stuff Jimmy's gotten into. <laughs> yeah, like he's getting like choked by an alien, and then it shows like there's like two horses running together, and one looks like Superman, and one looks like Jimmy. Yeah, and... one of them looks like Comet, like uh, the super horse, and but yeah, it is, but it is like Superman and Jimmy, like he's got the bow tie. <laughs> But my favorite, my favorite panel though is Jimmy. He's showering with pink kryptonite, <laughs> and <laughs> Superman's peeking in the window. <laughs> There's a pie eating me... contest. There's like a muscular one. It it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> He's always yeah. having sex with aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that even happened in um, Trinity. I remember there was some alien that I think he was sleeping with Bug from the New Gods. Something happened in uh, uh, was it maybe it was uh I think it was the um the Superman um the Superman giant um maybe it was the thousand the thousandth issue of action um there was a Jimmy Olsen story um and I think it was Matt Fraction that wrote it Yeah it was the one that introduced it where they had Streaky the cat <laughs> the Green Lantern no uh, the Green Lantern cat whatever it's Yeah that's right yeah the, yeah, it, bar- uh, it barfed, and he he was in Gorilla City, and he had sex with a girl there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's when I sort of thought, like, when I read that, and it, that one kind of had like glimpses of all the new series, like, here's Lois, here's Jimmy, and. Here's where Superman's going. I thought I'd like Jimmy the most, but I ended up liking Lois more. Just, But in all fairness, there's not too much that Rucka writes that I don't like. You know, like, he just clicks yeah. with me as a writer, really. Like, he just writes really good. And the art is just, yeah. like, phenomenal in that book. Uh, Lieber mm-hmm. does a fantastic job with the art in this because it has to be lighthearted. It has to be... Um, sort of funny, and he just does a really good job with it. Yeah, 
I like the. I also I like. Love the, the... I love the way he draws Superman. The way he portrays Superman. It, it is so. Oh, yeah. It is so a, so much like the old comics. It's classic. Yeah, it's yeah. a classic uh, look. <clears throat> it is funny when uh, when the the story where Jimmy and Metamorpho are sneaking in his. Decoy corpse into his apartment. Yeah, because he's got to pretend he's dead. (laughs) And he he like sets it up next to the window, and it immediately gets shot through the window. (laughs) Yeah. He like lifts up the hand, and it gets shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. I like it. It's it's a great book. The both of these books are. Books that you would never think that DC would do to make money, but they're doing it, and it's amazing. Yeah. It just seems like, you know, in today's in today's world, people want to read Superman, you know? They might not well, want to read the side characters, but back in the day, those sold a lot. Like, th- yeah. those those books sold a lot because of what they were. Yeah. They offered something different. It's just uh yeah, it, it's mind-boggling to me like stuff this good doesn't sell, you know? I mean, it's like this is what this is what more people need is something like this that's lighthearted and has more humor to it, I think. To line um, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, definitely. I mean, everybody needs something like this to, like, unwind with, you know? But even, like, if you, if you look at this episode, <laughs> all of it was sort of lighthearted. Um, mm-hmm. because, because even, like, when Thorne goes to the Legion, like, everybody in Legion is sort of smiling, you know? They're, they're sort yeah, of well, taking a picture yeah. and stuff. So, yep. you know, all these books are sort of, like, they're just fun books. Yeah. Lois is darker on the darker side, but the thing that I love about it is it has elements of humor. Like it'll be like dark and serious. And then he injects like things like, Oh crap. She just walked in on her son taking a shower. You know, she thought, she thought it was Clark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's like paced really well, you know? And, both of these books are, are paced really well. I like I like them. I, I liked all these comics I read. This mm-hmm. was a good good week. I I liked I knew I was gonna like Jimmy Olsen and Lois because we kind of got a snippet on that Superman issue, right? Yeah. And um, I had no idea what I was gonna think about Legion of Superheroes, but I I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I think uh I think Bendis is going to be uh really good on the Legion if they as long as it sells and they let him keep going. Yeah. I think we I think I have issue 1. It's like it's already arrived. Yeah, mine uh mine is mine is in my next shipment, I know, but I I just haven't got it yet. Yeah. 
So I guess the next order of business is trying to figure out which book we're going to cover because it was tied. Who would have thunk? So what what was it again? What were the books? Uh, The books were Resurrection Man, Hawk and Dove, Blue Beetle, and Justice Riders. And And it was uh, Hawk and Dove and Blue Blue Beetle Beetle that that tied. tied, Yeah, with 29%. There were 21 votes. And both Hawk and Dove and Blue Beetle had 29%. Okay. So Um, we could flip and choose. Yeah, that's fine with me. Or uh, Or we cover one next episode and cover the next one the following. We could do that, too. Yeah, either way is fine with me. Yeah, we could do that. We'll do that. So we'll cover yours first. Okay. We'll cover Blue Beetle. And that, uh, let me look it up so I remember what it was. One through four. Um, what year was it? 2006. Okay. It's the Keith Giffen, I think, volume where he was writing a Jaime. Yeah. Okay. Blue Yep, yeah, it is. It's the, Cool. So one through four of that, um, and then what? Uh, what current uh, book would you want to do? Uh, do you want to get caught up on the terrifics? Are you still reading that? Um, I dropped that one. Okay. Um, what are you getting? So what about uh what about um let me see here cuz I know there's a couple that we haven't What about got Dooms- into yet. Doomsday Clock 1 through 6? Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. And that let's, that'll give yeah, us let's do 10, that. 10 books to cover. Okay. And then next yeah. ep- next episode we'll discuss like what our our videos are going to be off of the app. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we got Blue Beetle and then um, Doomsday Clock one through six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll be that'll be quite a bit because the Doomsday Clock issues are pretty dense. Yeah, they are. <clears throat> the nice thing too is they're available on the app already. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that sounds like a plan. And then uh, cool. next episode, if you could think about what video you want to watch, and I'll do the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll be good. <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna start running out of videos, I think. Oh, there's so much. You can include stuff, too, that you've already wanted that didn't win. Okay. I guess we could do we could do um, TV episodes, too. Or movies. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Either way works. Yeah. Okay, cool. All righty. Well, we can wrap this one up. And uh, you can reach us at dcnoisepodcast.com. And on Twitter, uh, it's uh, kpettit5, right? Mm-hmm. 
and I'm at Mike Myers Brunch, and the website is dcnoisepodcast.com. The same thing uh, on Facebook. It's just DC Noise. Click the like button. DC Noise Podcast and click the like button and follow the episode threads there. You can leave comments pretty much to both of us on Twitter or go to the website and do it there or go to Facebook and you can tweet us at any time with questions and we'll just queue them up for the next episode. So I'll just throw that out there. Um, yep. All right. Well, you have a good week and uh, yeah, you too. I hope uh, Ty doesn't keep you up <laughs> to all hours yeah. of the night. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been. He hasn't. Uh, the amazing thing is we can put him in his pen and he doesn't really whine at all. Yeah. So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you have a good week, Kyle. Yeah, are you, you take, too, Mike. Are you, are you taking uh, some time off at thanksgiving or uh i don't think so um you have to work on friday um no so i get thanksgiving and black friday off which is nice yeah um so do i i'll take yeah i'll I'll take a week at christmas but i usually don't take anything for thanksgiving i get i get thursday and friday off like those are my holidays yeah. But uh during Christmas I get Christmas week off too. So I have all oh, this vacation, man. so I'm going to probably take some time off around Thanksgiving. Awesome. It'll probably give That'll me like cool. an extra three days or something. Yeah. And then that's it, nice. if everything goes well and I can get away with it, I'm taking off the two weeks that I usually do in the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, that would be Because cool. what it ends up turning out to be, because I get New Year's Day off, is it turns out to be I only need four days of vacation for two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so really there's not a lot of work days left for me in the year. <laughs> yeah. Considering I could be off for three of those weeks yeah. of what's left. But the the New Year's week is probably dependent on what's going on. Yeah. I might have to show up at least for three of the days. (laughs) Yeah, my my work is usually dead around, like, Thanksgiving week it'll be dead, and then obviously Christmas week and New Year's week will be dead. Yeah. Even if I'm there, it'll be nothing going on. Right. Well, you have a good week, and then we'll plan on uh, next week. I mean, not next week, but no, wait. We're going to have to do it the week after the holiday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Because I won't be around to record. (laughs) I won't have my computer with me. So, um, So, yeah, it'll be the following week. So So the 8th of December? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll give us plenty of time to read plenty those. Plenty of time to, to do the yeah the density of them. Yeah, I've heard, yep. I, like I did. I did. Uh, we knew it was going to be late, so I had <clears> read like the first three because they were almost on time, and then I knew it was going to be late, and then I I think I like stopped there, and I'm just going to have to. 
I think what I'm going to do is just reread one through three and then go forward with what I haven't read and print. Yeah, I I read, I think I read maybe four or five of them before I stopped yeah. uh, to let them pile I re- up. I, I really but, enjoyed what I read. I thought they were amazing. I did too. There's yeah. a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely going to reread all of them. And then like... Yeah. I think they're going to finish up soon, which means we yeah. could do the next six. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. But you'll have to, like, send me a list of what you're still getting so I can at least think of what I want to catch up on. Or Yeah, I'll yeah. do that. Because um, <clears throat> there's a lot that I've got that <clears throat> that we haven't covered um, and, and a lot that, that is coming out that's new um that i'm getting so yeah the two books that i think that you would really enjoy though are lois lane and in superman up in the sky man they are good like (laughs) i'm not you you know i'm not the biggest tom king fan but what he's done with superman is like it's just like incredible because it's like it's almost like reading like old Jonah Hex or, you know, like when Palmiati and Gray were doing it, like little one shots. The only exception, it has like an under underlying theme. Like he's searching for this girl where her whole family was slaughtered by, by someone that used Ranian technology. And Hmm. he's just running into all these crazy situations and one shots like, trying to find this girl and that's that's not the uh that's not the giant is it it's the the it's the collection of the superman uh walmart books oh okay yeah okay so they like took those stories and just made their own single comic out of it but like it had Hmm. i mean it had some amazing like scenes it had like a superman flash race it had uh, uh, this incredible boxing story. It, it just had some like incredible like stories. It had while he's going on this tour, he ends up going back in the past and fighting with Sergeant Rock. I mean, it's just, oh, that's cool. It's like amazing, yeah. Huh. And he doesn't yeah, remember who he out. is in the story, so he's like depowered and thinks he's Clark, and he's a private working under sergeant rock <laughs> oh so wow. it's like it's like insane huh so yeah there's there's it, it's just very um i i don't know how it, it has the spirit of what superman represents and like hope and stuff mm-hmm. and then it takes it into like historically like keep things that happened that have made superman like a great character. Right. Yeah. It's it's really good. Huh. I, yeah. I'm I'm sure oh. they'll collect it. Like there I saw in the new previews they're collecting the the Bendis Batman. Like yeah. in, in trade. And I'm sure the Superman up in the sky will follow that. So you can just read mm-hmm. the whole story, you know, in one shot. Yeah, I'll have to look for that. Yeah, it's really good. All right, well, you have a good week. 
Yeah, you too. And uh, talk to yeah. you later. Yep. Bye. See you, Mike.